Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, May the 19th in 2023 on When I Rise. Today we come to the end of year A, the seventh Sunday of Easter, and on the Friday of the week, I'd like to take a look at the gospel passage, which comes to us from this week from the Revised Common Lectionary, and this week of the church's calendar year, and so we find ourselves back in the Gospel of John, John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and then we'll spend our time praying along the theme that we find there. Thanks for making us part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. John chapter 17, verses 1 through 11. After Jesus had spoken these words, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, so that the Son may glorify you, since you have given him authority over all people to give eternal life to all whom you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth by finishing the work that you gave me to do. So now, Father, glorify me in your own presence with the glory that I had in your presence before the world existed. I have made your name known to those whom you have given me from the world. They were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they know that everything you have given me is from you. For the words that you gave me I have given to them, and they have received them, and know in truth that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I am asking on their behalf, I'm not asking on behalf of this world, but on behalf of those whom you gave me because they are yours. All are mine, all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I have been glorified in them. And now I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, protect them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one as we are one. This is the word of God for us. Sometimes I feel like the the discourse in the upper room, which is um, you know John thirteen through seventeen, um, it's, sometimes it's tough to read in English for me because I kind of feel like it's got like the Yoda cadence and the structure, right? And it just seems a little bit um, clunky for me to read. So I apologize for the slip up there. But uh, Jesus is um, ultimately leading this conference with his friends towards one conclusion. He's getting ready to offers life as a sacrifice for sins. Um, He is celebrating with his friends. He's also grieving in his heart. So there's a lot of things pulling at the edges, right? A great paradox is experienced in the upper room. And so this is why I think John 17 is a gift because it's a window into Jesus's prayer as he's sorting this out, not just in his teaching, but now also in his prayer. I like the fact that the the lectionary divines decided to put this passage at the end of the season of Easter in year A. Easter, you know, Easter, it kind of like starts with us focusing on one person, Jesus, right? And, and of course we should. He's the superlative, like he is the ultimate, the, uh, the thing that we need to be focusing on continually. But Easter certainly revolves around him. But what I love about John 17 being placed at the end of the season of Easter. Once again, the seven weeks of feasting, historically in life of the church, it goes from focusing on one person, Jesus, to now focusing on all who are in the body of Christ. Isn't this the shape of discipleship? Uh, isn't this how it should go? 
um, we get a personal encounter with Jesus. And there are certainly, there's language for that. I mean, something striking happens in John 14, 20, where Jesus, when he says you there, uh, it's not like the plural you that we tend to see quite often in the scripture, the second person uh, plural form, but it's the singular, like he's talking to individuals that they can be in him and in the Father. And so that there is this great unity within our own personal life, within the Godhead. And that's wonderful. That's great news. It's a great mystery, uh, something that is a precious gift to us as the people of God. Uh, but ultimately, the shape of a discipleship is to move on from there. Um, we're not supposed to be in isolation in the Christian life, but we're called into a community. We're called into the body of Christ. And I just love some words that Richard Rohr shared in a devotional during the season of Easter. He said that, you know, for to him, like what it means to be a true Christian, or maybe let's just say a mature Christian is uh, that we have the ability, a greater ability to see Christ in all things. He said that is a standard that doesn't cause divisions or fights. It actually uh, draws us closer into not only the life of God, but also in the mission of God. We dwelt upon that yesterday from the Ephesians 1 passage, right? How Christ is the head of the body of Christ and Christ is in all, like all in all. And so what uh, Jesus is ultimately praying here is that since the Father has kind of drawn and lured people from one community of the world, he says here, to be his own and how Jesus has kept them safe and how he's taught us the word and how he's made us together as the people, his, his lingering prayer is that they may be one. And this is one of the great gifts of the church, but it's also one of the great challenges, right? Uh, Richard Viodas, he uh, said that we're all, we're, we are wounded in community, but we're also healed in community. Community is a part of the great uh, low moments of our life, but it's also a part of the great triumphs in our life. And uh, there's a good chance that the the community that wounded us is not the, is not the community that healed us. I think that's uh, God's grace to us. But nevertheless, if you and I want to go deeper in our walk, if we want to be Easter people, then we're drawn into community, and then we have to figure out how to go together into the mission of God into the world. I love the way that James Choong, he wrote this thing called The Big Story, trying to find a one way uh, in one telling and one story to talk about all the life of God. And he's got these four circles. I encourage you to watch those videos. I'll put them in the show notes. There's one part and then there's actually two parts. So watch both of them. But he's got these four circles. And ultimately, like the vision, the dream, the telos, the end, what it means to be uh, the people of God is to be healed and then to be sent out together. And part of that healing is not just, you know, making some sort of resolution in my own life, but it's also growing in the grace to dwell in community together um, to where I don't have to have my needs met all the time, particularly at the expense of another person, but I can find a way to thrive personally, but also to serve um, and to help others who are around me, those who are in the body of Christ and also for the common good around me. And so my prayer for us this morning is going to be that we seek healing and we seek repair, not just for ourselves, but also so that we can have a, a greater relationship quotient and EQ, they might say, in um, sociological circles. Uh, may we grow in a sensitivity in order to, how to help others and to draw them into this great healing flow that's happening throughout all the world. And like Father Richard Orr has recommended, that we 
uh, grow in our ability to see Christ in all people and in all things so that we can tend to Christ and worship as we engage in the work of service. We ask, uh, with these things in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for the body of Christ. It's a gift. Uh, we confess to you um, that at times we've struggled in the body of Christ. Uh, we've had hurt feelings. Um, there's been disagreements that have left deep wounds and scars. So we thank you for this, uh, the gift of Jesus' prayer, where we get a window into his hope for the church, which is that we can be one um, in him, and we can have connection in the body of Christ. We can be on the same mission together. And so, God, we do pray that you give us the ability to see Christ um, in all the body of Christ, uh, that we might be able to recognize your nearness uh, through the groups that we're in, uh, through the sermons that we hear on Sunday morning, to the ways we get to serve together for the needs of the world. Um, and so, God, help us to blend together these two great movements of the disciple, which is to worship and to work. I pray that we might see your face in all things, to see your face as we worship and to see your face as we serve. So God, set us apart on this, at the very end of the season of Easter. Um, help us to be Easter people, celebrate the resurrection, that witness it's outworking in the world around us, and that uh, allow us to be people who bear witness to all the good things that are in store for this creation that you love so much. So God, be with us. As we transition from Easter to Pentecost, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.